0: It's the Dubai Property Podcast for news, interviews and market trends.
1: And welcome back to another episode of the Dubai Property Podcast talking real estate around the UAE and available of course on Spotify and Apple or wherever you get your podcasts from and another Saturday morning, the weekend it has arrived and we are into a brand new month to September the second day today and coming up in just a moment we have the Saturday morning property market updates where every week we reflect back over the last week and report on some of the activity around the UAE, what has been happening, what are the talking points to help you better understand the Dubai property market because that's always important especially if you are sitting outside of the Dubai region trying to educate yourself because we are all about helping you in that process and in that space, because we are not a real estate company. We are not trying to sell you anything on the podcast, which you already know, because that's why you're here. You're here for the knowledge. And as always, if you've got a question or suggestion or to just simply email us and tell us where you are, because it seems like our audience is in all parts of the world. Our email. Is Dubai Property Podcast at gmail.com. That's Dubai Property Podcast at gmail.com.
0: It's the Saturday morning property market update. Join us for a deep dive into the world of real estate on the Dubai Property Podcast.
1: Yes, that is us. It's the Saturday morning property market update. So let's introduce our team this morning because it is the second day of September. And first off, we've got Michael Doyle, who is here, Raunak Thakur, and as always, the workhorse himself, Mario Volpi, three professionals that are going to help us break down the last week of activity. Just 121 days until we hit January the 1st for 2024. And Michael, I'll come to you first because this week I was talking with Richard Crossley, another real estate professional with almost as many miles on the clock in real estate as Mario. And I got the sense that with the summer coming to an end, that people coming back into Dubai, back into the UAE, a lot more eyeballs on listings, which is going to equate for a busier time for you.
2: Morning, Craig. Uh, absolutely, yeah. It's always an exciting time of year. It feels like Dubai is kind of coming back to life. Uh, the roads are busier, the schools are back. So yeah, you can see it everywhere and the market is, is certainly no exception. A lot more calls are coming in, a lot more interest in listings and you, know, you, can, you can really feel the market heating up.
1: So what happens? Just give people a bit of a sense of where the thinking is as the summer comes to an end, because people often, they just fly out, don't they, for a few months and then come back in. They do. I mean, it's no secret that the,
2: you know, it's very hot over in Dubai in the summer, which is obviously a major factor. Dubai is home to a lot of digital nomads and, you know, business people like this. So a lot of people jet off in the summer, even a lot of real estate agents, funny enough. And, you know, when the weather cools down, when the schools are back, when everybody gets back to normality, you know, it's cooler for viewings. There's a lot more sellers here, a lot more buyers. So it just naturally heats up again through, through the winter months.
1: And what about you, Raunek? I feel sorry for you guys because you don't get to take the break, right? You're just working through the heat and uh, keeping up with those inquiries.
3: Exactly, Craig. So I, for one, I'm actually really excited that summer is coming to an end. You know, we see the transition from this uh, vacation-wide to, you know, serious business mode. And it has led to, like, obviously, like how Michael said, it's led to a lot of inquiries from buyers and sellers. But usually in Dubai, summers are usually considered a slow month in terms of business and transaction. As Michael said, people like jet off from this country and, you know, schools shut down and people have time to travel back to their home country. In summer, in real estate, you know, we had record breaking sales as well. So I mean, the market was still hot during summer. So I can only imagine how winter is going to be in Dubai Craig. Like I personally wouldn't be surprised if Dubai is going to break more records coming this winter.
1: And just on based on your experience, because I mentioned 121 days until the 1st of January 2024, how much does that sort of play and factor into a buyer's mind? Now, what I'm saying there is that we're starting to squeeze into towards the end of the year. So there's more sort of like, hey, I want to be in this property before Christmas.
3: Usually in Dubai, it's uh, November and December is when the rental contracts are usually up and everybody either wants to move into a new apartment or actually end up buying new apartments. During that time is like the peak and everybody's just around looking around for apartments and finding the perfect apartment for them is also a bit of trouble,
1: but it's nothing that we can't do. And what about you, Michael? How busy do you think it's going to be between now and Christmas? You know, it's definitely going to heat up a lot more. As Ronick mentioned, you know,
2: we had record-breaking summer there for property transactions. So winter will be no different. Yes, there's a lot of, you know, expat teachers and things like this that are working here, have been working here for the last few years and are trying to get onto the ladder. And it's the same story every year. It's time to renew the rent and they're weighing up. Should I buy? Should I not? And of course, if they buy, they want to get in there before Christmas. They want to be settled. So it does put a little bit of extra pressure on the market. But again, it's just testament to the, to the record-breaking sales.
1: And this week, over the last seven days, another development was offered to the public. And I thought uh, when this went on sale that it would be quite a good metric, a barometer for just how hot the market is. And I'm talking about Coral Reef. Now that sold out, is that right? It sold out in just six hours?
2: That's correct, Craig. Yeah, Um, I believe there's some cancellations and stuff like that. You you probably can get your hands on a unit if you if you push hard you know it's a fantastic project 56 story luxurious waterfront uh, tower on the peninsula so it's not very surprising that it's in demand however it's it's really just testament to the maritime area itself i mean the mac have harbour lights out there as well which didn't hit the ground running as hard as that so uh, i think that whole area is just heating up great result for
1: the mac
0: and mario you've got a
1: comment around coral
0: reef And not necessarily specifically this tower, but more generally the actual area of Maritime City. I want to talk about uh, Beachfront. Beachfront is a development just off the marina, uh, between the marina and obviously Palm Jumeirah. But everybody today are trying to get units there and prices have gone up very, very high. Now, Maritime City, in my opinion, is where Beachfront was perhaps three years ago. So any investors who are looking for great returns and and selling something with capital appreciation before the property is built, really should look down at this area. And I guess that's a testimony as to why this particular tower uh, sold out in six hours. And also tell us a little bit about this, this other development,
1: which is interesting because they built this development and then they decided to sell it, which is the complete reverse of what normally happens with off-plan. They try and sell it out before they break ground. So tell us a little bit about why this happened. The project
2: you're speaking about is Maydo in Cluster L in the Jumeirah Lake Towers. You know, it's a funny story because the guys who developed it, they're big time investors, a couple of friends, and they've been investing in a lot of properties in Dubai, penthouses, buying whole floors. So they said they'll try their hand at development, but not having a standing in the market, you know, and not basically having any results to, you know, to go off the back of. They said, let's build the tower. 85% construction was complete. And then they offered it to the market. So a very good option for buyers in JLT. The fact that it's almost complete means a buyer can basically get a mortgage for something brand new, which isn't the norm as well. So uh, yeah, excellent option.
3: Yes, Michael. So the Midaray Tower in JLT in Classerel, it consists of forty-one floors. It has studios, one, two, and three bedrooms, as well as penthouses on the top floor. But what's the most unique thing about this building? This is the only building in JLT that comes with smart technology infused throughout. So what I'm saying is uh you you know you have face recognition when you enter the building. So tenants don't have to like go through security. There's a face recognition, you can enter the building, you can go to your apartment. And the apartment itself is a smart home, so you can control the locks via your mobile phone, as well as the AC and lightings around the area. And if you have guests coming into the building, the residents can actually send out a QR code to them to give them access to the building. Michael was right, because um, we saw this construction started at COVID-19. Me and Michael always used to be confused, like, what is this building going on? Because there's nothing about it. There was no sales, no sales offers, nothing about, no marketing done about this building. And it's only recently when 85% of it was complete is when we actually started getting sales offers for it.
1: You know, as far as a developer is concerned, if you are able to do it like what they have done, built it 85% and then sell it, chances are you're going to get a premium price and it's not entirely a bad way of going about business.
3: Exactly. And they're not the only ones who have actually done this. um, Awani Tower as well. Awani in the media city also had this same thing where they actually completed the building first and then started the sales. So, I mean, it's unusual. It's obviously to gain the trust in the market as well as first time developers.
1: And let's just go to Mario because it is so fascinating, as I say, because they're doing it in reverse. Now, I just wonder just how much of the psychology here of a new developer, they've said, right, well, we're the new boys in town, we're the new ones on the corner, let's just start building this thing and then let's evaluate when we could take it to market
0: no, absolutely. and And I think what uh, both michael and and obviously Ranak were saying when you don't have the history, when you don't have other units that buyers can actually go and visit, to understand the the quality of the building that you make, really you're you're left only to do this, build it first. whilst Raunach mentioned that it's not common. Uh, it has happened. And I guess it depends on how deep the pockets are of the developer or developers for their units, because most of the time developers need the money, the sales in order to continue the actual construction. Whereas there are some who clearly either have the finance or are able to build it. And this also creates this fervor, this interest, this excitement on a particular building. Both both these two boys here, you know, as agents saw, saw this thing coming up thinking, what is that? By, would do the same. And if it fits in with the criteria and the location, then of course, they're going to be very excited when it does finally come to market.
1: And I want to get on to short-term rentals in Dubai because there's all sorts of different numbers that are bandied about, like 80% increase from 2021 to 2022. There's no doubt that there has been a lot of growth. Projections, all sorts of different numbers, of course, being thrown up for 2023, including a 155% increase. Now, what it does is it underscores the The thriving tourism industry and also the lucrative potential. And we have talked about that of short-term rentals for investors. And I just want to pick up on something that Airbnb is currently embroiled in, which is a legal battle with New York due to the city's stringent licensing regulations. And these regulations, they are scheduled to take effect later this month and are anticipated to significantly impact the the short-term rental market in New York. So this is going to be interesting to watch.
0: No, definitely. And Airbnb are, are suing New York for trying to put these licensing laws in. But really, we went through exactly the same thing back in 2016. When I say we, I mean Dubai. Now, Dubai has very strict criteria as to how you can categorize certain like hotels uh, around the world, you know, five star, four star, whatever. And and here we have two categories. We have luxury and standard, which then gives a benefit to the actual owner to place his property. Within those categories. So you can charge more if it's a luxury, or obviously it's slightly less if it's standard. But it also means that the consumer. You know, actually knows what he's going to get. There is this talk that maybe there will be a shortage of, of units in New York, purely and simply, because probably they're not up to standard. So, actually, what New York is doing is just following suit what Dubai has done a few years ago. And now we are reaping the benefits of that. So, I think it's very short sighted of Airbnb to sort of throw their hands up in the air and say, you can't do this. You know, people won't, won't actually uh, bring up their properties. But actually, that's great for the consumer. If there's more rubbish on the market, is that good? Isn't it better to have less property on, but actually have the correct property in terms of standard and, and luxury or, or or whatever systems that are in place to be able to get the consumer to understand what they are booking? I think this is great news, but it, it'll be interesting to see how it pans out.
1: Yeah, exactly. It'll be very interesting to see what the what the outcome is, who's awarded what, what somebody is asked to do and uh, could end up costing uh, somebody a lot of money, and it's probably not going to be New York, one gets the impression. Exactly. And just finally, Mario, an interesting situation this week where an offer was made to a vendor. And it's an interesting one because the vendor has waited quite some time for a property to be built. There's all of this emotional attachment because when you're watching something being built, you see it sort of gradually go up and up and up. You know which level yours is. So when you see your level, oh, floor number 27, they are built. My apartment, then once it gets completed, sometimes offers can come along and it's very, very difficult to sort of
0: then say, well, yeah, okay, I'll sell out. So
1: what happened?
0: We as agents, we're always constantly on the lookout uh, to try and find new units, new apartments, new villas, etc., to bring to market. And the reason we do that is because there's always a buyer or, or someone in, in the background. It's not something that we just reach out to people willy-nilly. There is always a reason. And there was a specific uh, buyer who wanted to buy uh, one of these new properties that Imar built, Vida Residence, in the marina. Now, this, this whole building hasn't actually been handed over yet in its entirety. They're they're starting to do it sort of floor by floor. And there is an owner that we reached out to uh, on behalf of this buyer, who bought uh, this unit back in 2019. And his purchase price was 1.8 million for a two bedroom uh, property. Now, the buyer uh, was very, very keen to have this very specific unit. And the sort of going rates are around sort of 3.5 million, 3.7, something like that. The buyer was willing to offer 4 million for this particular unit, but the, the owner didn't accept it, despite the fact that obviously that's a heck of a lot more money than the going rate being that the seller was an end user, he, he's been waiting four years for the project to be handed over. And so he gets his keys. And even though he's more than doubled what he paid for it, this could not separate him from actually taking possession and, and moving in. It didn't help also that his wife was very keen to, to sort of move in. So I suppose uh, you don't want to go against what the wife wants. But <laughs> uh, yeah, he dug his heels in. And despite this huge sum of money or this huge uplift in in capital appreciation, he said no. So, you know, money talks, but sometimes money doesn't talk. So it's, it's also down to the emotions and who the buyer is and what they want the properties for.
1: Well, here's a question for you with regard to that. Normally, when somebody doesn't want to sell, they can't replace that property. They're saying in their mind, well, if we sell it for $4 million, can we replace the property? So you know the market better than I. Can he replace the property for $4 million?
0: Well, the straight answer in this particular building, the answer would be yes, but can you find it? That's the real key. If he wanted in the exact same building, if he was happy to sort of maybe look elsewhere, then yes, he would be able to to find it. But of course, then you have to add in the hassle factor of moving, finding the property, negotiating with the agent. Do you have a decent agent? Is that person going to be, you know, causing more issues than actually helping? Because not all agents are made the same. And so the whole rigmarole of it. I mean, I've done it myself recently, as you know, uh, after many, many years. Sometimes it can be an amazing experience, but sometimes it can be a, an absolute nightmare. So all of these factors made that decision in the mind of this seller that it's just not worth it. And unless somebody was was prepared to, to offer an obscene amount of money, mm-hmm. and clearly this wasn't in the eyes of the seller, uh, would he do it? So- I don't know, it's probably a lesson to to us all that, uh, you know, flash the cash, but it doesn't always work.
1: I can feel that there's going to be an update maybe in a couple of weeks time, because I don't think you're going to let this go lightly. All right, fellas, well, that kind of wraps us up today. Mario, uh, thank you once again. Another busy Saturday morning
0: property market update. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you very much, Craig. Always a pleasure and goodbye to the listeners. Thank you, Craig. And speak to you soon. Absolutely, Craig. Have a good weekend ahead. We dive deep into topics like buying, selling, investing, and maximizing your property's value. From mortgage advice to the latest property data and trending numbers, your real estate journey starts here. The skyline is constantly changing, growing, and expanding. The Dubai Property Podcast for all things real estate.